when hinges creak in doorless chambers, and strange and frightening sounds echo through the halls, whenever candlelights flicker, where the air is deathly still. That is the time when ghosts are present, practicing their terror with ghoulish delight. Welcome, foolish mortals, to Dave's Disney View Podcast. Dave is your host, your podcast host. <laughs> Kindly step all the way in, please, and make room for everyone. There's no turning back now. Our tour begins here in this gallery, where you see paintings of some of our guests as they appeared in their corruptible, mortal states. Your cadaverous pallor betrays an aura of foreboding, almost as though you sense a disquieting metamorphosis. Is this haunted room actually stretching? Or is it your imagination? And consider this dismaying observation. This chamber has no windows and no doors, which offers you this chilling challenge to find a way out. Of course, there's always my way. Hello and welcome to Dave's Disney View Podcast. A one-time cast member, a long-time visitor, and an engineer who enjoys the magic and wonder of it all, Dave brings you his unique perspective on the Walt Disney World Resort. The music you're hearing on this podcast is actually from a friend of the show named Craig Brown. You can check him out at ReverbNation.com soundA, as in Apple, or MySpace.com soundA. Craig does a number of different things. Uh, this particular piece is called A Major Suspension, Suspended Glory. So please, do check him out, and we thank Craig for his music. Throughout the show, we ask that there be no eating, drinking, smoking, or flash photography. So please keep your hands and arms inside the moving vehicle at all times and enjoy the show. Thank you. This podcast is part of a series, and now the conclusion of this podcast series. Hey everyone, it's Dave. How's everybody doing? Disney is much more than just going to the Magic Kingdom or any of the theme parks. There are so many areas to explore and so many different things to do that this time I wanted to present to you some of the other things that you can do around the Walt Disney World Resort. We have uh, dining reservations with Chef Mickey. So we'll go over and see uh, good old Mickey Mouse and have some fun. Tell him we said hi. Too. We're celebrating with Mickey. 
love Chef Mickey's. It's great. You had that little celebration in there, and Mickey comes by the tables, and the food is good, and you can't beat that. That <laughs> makes it worthwhile right there. So uh, one of my favorite places to, to chow down at breakfast time. So they've redone Chef Mickey's just a little bit, a little uh, formatting change, nothing, nothing really too drastic. It just looks a little different inside. They kind of relay the tables and how they're laid out. And food's pretty much the same. But the one complaint I'd have is they're missing those hash brown cakes. Those are one of my favorite things. They replaced them with tater tots. Well, they're almost as good, I guess. But those hash brown cakes, call me a big baby about it, but I love those things. I find them everywhere I can get them. I, I go and get them. There's, just, there's something about them that's really good. Also, I did want to point out that I, uh, I was looking at the new Bay Lake Towers, the Disney Vacation Club uh, resort they built. And, you know, I understand why they built it. It's, it's you know, it's got a purpose, and it, it ha it's got an aesthetic beauty to it. But it detracts from the overall appearance of the uh, contemporary, and I really don't like it for that reason. So I'm kind of sorry to see it come there, because it, uh, it, the, it gets in the way of the sight lines. But, uh, you know, like I say, I understand. I've seen this before at the uh, at the Grand Floridian Hotel, but this is actually pretty cool. It's the uh, it's the tea um, dining experience with uh, some of the princesses, and it's really pretty cool. They do they just do it up so nice. So you know, all the girls are lined up, putting a little something in their hair and getting them ready, and then get them in and they sit down. And the princesses come by and talk to them and, and have their picture taken with one of the uh, one of the maidens who's helping them out. It all has that extreme Disney touch to it. It's really pretty neat. It's, it's uh, fun to watch. Well, here's an interesting puzzle for you. A few years ago, actually, like 15 years ago, my, uh, my mom and an aunt bought a stone in the walk around the world for my grandparents. Now, somewhere along the way, so it would have been in like 95 or so, somewhere along the way that stone, the paper for the stone got lost. So the question is, how do you find out where the stone is? Well, the answer is you go up to guest relations in front of the Magic Kingdom and you give them some information. They have a giant Excel spreadsheet and they'll look it up for you. And uh, so we did that today, and we actually looked it up, and they looked up the, they looked up the name, they got the information, very excited, the guy wrote down the, uh, the number for us. We went out, he gave us a lo general location for it, we spent about 10 minutes, we looked, we found that stone. And unfortunately, it wasn't the right stone. It turned out to be um, someone else, right, right last name, just wrong person. So, we'll have to do it again another day. But the adventure was had anyway, we had a little fun with it, and uh, we learned something. Now we know how to do it, and we know what the stone layout is, so we can try it again. Undeterred, I went back and found another cast member and tried again to get that stone and uh, still came up empty. Tried a lot of different combinations of people who might have bought it, different names, and he wasn't coming up with anything. It's a giant spreadsheet that they have everything on, so finding anything can be complicated. But what he suggested was I uh, sent an email to a specific address and he gave me the address, and I can uh, try and do that and see if I can find my brick that way. So we'll see what happens. I'll give it a shot and I'll give you an update on a future podcast, but I uh, thought that was an interesting idea. In talking with the kids, one of the things they wanted to do is to take all of the modes of transportation that Disney has to offer. Now as resort guests, we have full access to all of these different uh, modes of transportation. Since we were in the monorail, in the resort sort of mind, and the monorail doesn't go everywhere, we decided to take the boat over to uh, the uh, uh, Wilderness Lodge and check it out. And we're here not watching the geyser go off because for some reason it may erupt at any time or it may not erupt at all. But anyway, we're watching it, and on the way over, see the cool part is, there's this one water feature here at, at Disney World where there's a, um, a bridge 
of water that goes over a road, and it's actually near the Contemporary. And if you take the if you take the boat over from the uh, Magic Kingdom, you can go on the water part of the bridge, uh, and then if you take the bus back, you go underneath on the uh, on the road part. So you go under the water. So we'll be doing that on the way back just to have some fun with it, and then we'll be uh, doing a little resort hopping while we're here. One of the things I truly love about Disney is you know how open the cast members are. So we're standing in the lobby of the Wilderness Lodge while we're getting ready to leave, and uh, Ranger Joe walks up to us, and he's one of the guys who works there uh, as, as a greeter. And he walks up and he starts telling us some stories and doing different things, and reminds us that there's a tour every Wednesday through Saturday of the Wilderness Lodge, has a lot to say about it. Then he tells us about how um, over in the villas, there are two cars from Walt Disney's original train, and we can go check them out if we want to, and they, you know, they talk about them in the tour. So we said, okay, what the heck, we're on our way out, we could walk over there, so we walked over and we found them. And uh, so he's got uh, two, of his, uh, two of his train cars from the Carroll Pacific Railroad on display there at the villas. And it was like, what a great tip. You know, it's another hidden treasure you find just by talking to people. Because you would otherwise never know about it. It's totally nondescript the way it's sitting there and the way it works. And you just don't even notice it unless you walk right up to it and start looking. When we were over at the Wilderness Lodge, we were waiting for the bus to come and take us to the Magic Kingdom. And we're waiting for what seemed like an inordinate amount of time. And there were no buses that came for Fort Wilderness. There were none that came for the Magic Kingdom. It was just really strange. And then for a while there, there were no buses at all. And I'm like, that's really odd. And I saw a helicopter flying overhead. And then later I saw a couple of fire trucks pass and you know, saw a police car and a Disney security car come through. You know, typically you don't see the fire trucks around, but you often see um, police around, especially on a busy holiday like this. So, you know, I kind of didn't think too much of it, but now looking back at that, I realize it was a confluence of events that was happening nearby where I was. It turns out that uh, just after we had left uh, the Fort Wilderness, there was a, it was a tragic accident, and I was sorry to hear about a nine-year-old boy who was killed. You know, I, my heart does go out to the family. Having been there in Fort Wilderness earlier in the day really kind of puts it in perspective for me. The road re leading to the Wilderness Lodge and the road leading to Fort Wilderness are the same road. So the buses were all uh, pinned down by uh, the police blocking the roads off for the period of time that they were doing the investigation. And the fire trucks leaving must have been at the scene. And I'm assuming the helicopter was related to some of the aerial shots you saw. So it's really kind of odd, you know, very striking in a way, because I was, I was there and yet not there. Um, just one of those weird moments in time. And And once we were done with that, we figured it was time to go on and uh, we went back to downtown Disney for just a little bit. Wanted to check out the uh, pin store down there. Pin trading is kind of fun and my kids really enjoy it, so we thought we'd go down to the pin store. And we had to stop in the toy store one more time as we were standing there. And that strange arena of you never know what's behind any corner and what, what awaits you, what surprises await you. I uh, was walking through the uh, Once Upon a Toy Store in uh, downtown Disney, and I'm looking around and I see a face that looks familiar to me. Now, I worked at the Magic Kingdom, was it 16 years ago, 15 years ago, something like that. And uh, one of the guys who was the lead, one of the lead supervisors, um, he was a really good guy. We became friends while, we were there, while I was there. Um, and I'm looking, I go, I know that face. And I go, are you Drew? And he goes, yeah. I'm like, he's a supervisor here at the, at the Once Upon a Toy, still working in merchandise, having a great time. And I'm just thinking to myself, man, that was, that was so cool. So we stood there shooting the breeze for a few minutes. 
uh, before he had to go home and you know do whatever. But I was just fascinated and amazed and, and dumbfounded to run into somebody that I knew way back then, and just to be able to talk to him for a few minutes about uh, life at Disney and what he's doing. And you know, in the thought of where I might be if I had stayed, I, I saw myself in a way. And it's interesting because I told him, you know, I remember this as being the greatest job, and he goes, still is, you know, goods and bads. You know, it's just amazing to me. So just one of those surprises, a total surprise moment, and unexpected but kind of fun, and that was just, it blew me away, and I'm, I'm just dumbfounded by what I was thinking at the moment when I was like, wow, I know you. And, uh, you know, we were, he's a good guy. So if you ever go into Once Upon a, Toy, Once Upon a Toy and you see, see a supervisor in there with the name Drew with a, a U instead of an EW, uh, tell him Dave said hi. And it is really weird to have run into somebody that I know. And just to experience that again and just to have that moment of thought. A couple of weeks ago I was talking about the whole, where would I be now? I don't know that I would necessarily be where he is. I might be somewhere else. But it's interesting to kind of see it and see it through his eyes and talk to him for a couple of minutes and understand what he's, um, what he's doing and where I might be. And it just kind of fascinates me to a large degree. And I did think about it for several days after, and I'm sure I will be continue to think about it. And I'm sure I'll be thinking about it for a time to come. And that pretty much concluded our trip at that point. The only thing we wanted to do was pick up a deep dish pizza to take home so we'd have one uh, when we got home uh, that night and a little leftover for the next couple of days. So we stopped over at Uno's across the street. Love Uno's pizza. Love that deep dish pizza. And Uno's, if you ever want to advertise with me, I am totally okay with that because I love your pizza. So we headed home and that was pretty much the end of our trip. And I hope that I gave you a sense of what it's like to go to Disney and not partake of all of the theme parks and not to go in and experience the crowds. What we did was not particularly crowded. We had lots of opportunities to see things and experience things and get a lot in. But we didn't go into a single theme park. We didn't do anything that was truly Disney. I mean, yes, the Chef Mickey's was probably about as close as we've come. But I hope I've inspired you. I know I talked to a friend of mine since I went and I was telling him what we did and he goes, really, there's camping at Disney? Absolutely, and you can do the traditional camping things and make it more like a camping trip and still have the cleanliness and the experience and everything else and still have Disney at your doorstep and really enjoy it that way. Or you can do it more like we did it or you can just use it as a place to uh, launch your Disney vacation. You can bring you can bring your tent and set up that way, or you can bring your pop-up camper and do that, or you could bring your full R full hookup RV and and uh, live like you're living in a hotel and uh, and do it. There are many ways to experience it, many different things you can do. We were trying to get a flavor of a lot of different things, so we had some things that we can enjoy. And remember, there are things within easy driving distance that you can do as well. We went to the Kennedy Space Center. We could have just as easily driven to Tampa which is about an hour and a half outside of Disney and maybe gone over to Busch Gardens for a day or experienced some of the other things that Tampa has to offer. Uh, I understand they're building a new Legoland uh, theme park uh, up where, where Cypress Gardens used to be, which is probably about 45 minutes north of Orlando. Uh, so there's another experience you could have. And there are still other fun eco-attractions in the area. You could do any of those. We talked about going miniature golfing and just having some fun doing that because we love to miniature golf. It's just a really good time. But we ran out of time, and there was just, you know, there's only so much you can do. We did a lot of activities in that short amount of time, and I think we could have done many, many more. But we finally stopped at some point and said, you know, I think we've done as much as we can do, and we really enjoyed it, and it was something really different and a very different experience. And you can build your own package of experiences that go on up there. You know, Star Wars Weekend is coming up in June. Star Wars Weekend is a lot of fun, and I would do it again in a heartbeat. But since I just went, I'm probably not going to do it this year. 
but I understand the Star Wars convention is coming in August. Don't know if I can talk my wife into going to that. I suspect I probably won't be able to. But it's something else you could do. And you could stay at one of the Disney resorts if you want to and go to that. You can do so many things. That's what I love about the entire Walt Disney World Resort. It is so much more than just four theme parks. You could certainly go for the two and a half days we were there and spend all your time in the theme parks and only scratch the surface of the theme parks. But there's so much more you can do, and that's, that's it. I mean, that's really what it's all about for me. And I hope I've given you just a flavor of it, and you hope that you'll think about trying something a little different the next time you go. Don't just go and sit down and say, all right, I'm going to book my trip, and I'm going to plan every minute of going into these, this, this, and this. you got to take time to kind of run with it a little bit and kind of enjoy something that's a little bit different. Take the time to really experience it and experience the entire resort. They take so much time and meticulous, and they spend so much effort in the meticulous detail of everything that goes on around the resort that you really can take the time to experience it. We only scratched the surface at the different hotels. When the guy over at the uh, Wilderness Lodge was telling us about the tour that they have, he was telling us it's an hour to an hour and a half tour that they do every single day. He was also telling us about the activities that go on every day. And if you pick up an activity sheet at any hotel or just look at the activities board, you get a sense of just how many things go on at every hotel. And imagine that's at every hotel. And imagine all the things that are going on in the campgrounds. And you can rent one of the, uh, the water mice or the speedboats and have some fun with that. Or you can go parasailing or you can uh, just experience something that you've never experienced before. You really can take advantage and have something very different. If you can, you know, it, it almost comes back to Horizons. If you can dream it, you can do it. They will package something up for you, whether you pick it a la carte yourself or whether you call a Disney specialist to, uh, to plan up a vacation for yourself. You can do pretty much anything you want. You know, here I am, I'm just, I'm just a guy sitting on the internet and looking at different things and figuring out what's going on. Hey, the Braves are playing spring training there. Let me see if I can get tickets. So I go, to, hey, you know, that happens to be that, uh, you know, Kennedy Space Center is not far away. Let me just see what kind of a deal I can get at Kennedy Space Center. Hey, look, AAA is offering a special this month uh, where I can get one child in free with every paid adult and I can get 10% off too. Wow, what a great deal. So the, the trip cost goes down overall. It's not, you know, it, it's not all about just going and staying at the Disney property and just you know going in and, and spending all your time and money and effort going to the theme parks and trying to see Pooh and meet all the characters. It's much more than that. We had a great time. I would do it again tomorrow if I could. Um, as I say, I'm not much of a fan of camping in general, but this was just phenomenal. It was just so much fun. I really, really enjoyed myself. And uh, I would go back and do it again and really just take it all in. It was just that much fun. You know, next time I might do some other different things. Maybe I would uh, go experience some, have some other experiences around Disney. Maybe I would do it more like camping and less like, you know, the Disney type style things. A couple of interesting things that Disney did toward the end of our vacation that I just thought were really clever and really tie everything back together about the magic and wonder of it all. So as we were leaving, the day that we were checking out of the hotel, I got an email. Uh, so I checked my iPhone and I saw that I had gotten an email from Disney and they were inviting me to come back again anytime during the next year and I could enjoy savings at uh, whatever resorts and this, this types of things. And they had it all appropriately set up so that I could save you know, 50% at this hotel type and 40% at this hotel type or whatever so that I could book my next vacation. And I had to book it within the next, I think it's the next 7 to 10 days or something like that. So if I book it before I leave, great. If I book it you know, shortly after I get home, that's fantastic. But their goal is to try and bring people back. You're enjoying the magic of it all. Come back again and enjoy the magic again. And I thought that was very clever. What a, what a great marketing idea. Then the other thing they did, right after I got home, I got another email. 
that basically said, hey, you know, we, you, we know you've taken your own digital photos and you probably had some PhotoPass pictures taken as well. So why not go ahead and combine them? You can upload all your photos to Disney's PhotoPass. Then you can add in all the stuff you want to it. You can use the exclusive Disney logos and characters and borders and frames and whatever else and bring it all together and have yourself a nice little package of pictures. Some are yours, some are ours, and you can buy them all. You can have them printed, you can make a CD of them, whatever you want. Then they're all available for you. And I thought, wow, that's really taking it to the next level and really appreciating what people want out of their vacation and how to take home the memory and the magic. And I thought, that's just tremendous. I mean, they've really leveraged the whole idea of doing uh, using the Internet to their advantage. And I think it's just great. And I, I really just wanted to make a comment about that. We've reached our destination in the 21st century. And I know, it went by so fast. But don't worry, the future is always in front of us. Hey, thanks for joining me on Dave's Disney View podcast for this week. If you have questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free to email me at davesdisneyview at gmail.com. Now, gather your personal belongings and step off onto the moving platform. The platform and your car are moving at equal and opposite speeds. The music you're hearing on this podcast is actually from a friend of the show named Craig Brown. You can check him out at ReverbNation.com slash SoundA, as in Apple, or MySpace.com slash SoundA. Craig does a number of different things. Uh, this particular piece is called A Major Suspension, Suspended Glory. So please do check him out, and we thank Craig for his music. 